Welcome to Classics Out Loud. The Blue Castle by L.M. Montgomery. Chapter 22. The next thing the Stirlings heard was that Valancy had been seen with Barney Snaith in a movie theatre in Port Lawrence, and after it had supper in a Chinese restaurant there. This was quite true, and no one was more surprised at it than Valancy herself. Barney had come along in Lady Jane one dim twilight and told Valancy unceremoniously, if she wanted to drive, to hop in. I'm going to the port. Will you go there with me? His eyes were teasing, and there was a bit of defiance in his voice. Valancy, who did not conceal from herself that she would have gone anywhere with him to any place, hopped in without more ado. They tore into and through Deerwood. Mrs. Frederick and Cousin Stickles, taking a little air on the veranda, saw them whirl by in a cloud of dust and sought comfort in each other's eyes. Valancy, who in some dim pre-existence had been afraid of a car, was hatless and her hair was blowing wildly round her face. She would certainly come down with bronchitis and die at Roaring Abel's. She wore a low-necked dress and her arms were bare. That snaith creature was in his shirt sleeves smoking a pipe. They were going at a rate of 40 miles an hour, 60, Cousin Stickles averred. Lady Jane could hit the pike if she wanted to. Valancy waved her hand gaily to her relatives. As for Mrs. Frederick, she was wishing she knew how to go into hysterics. Was it for this, she demanded in hollow tones, that I suffered the pangs of motherhood? I will not believe, said Cousin Stickles solemnly, that our prayers will not yet be answered. Who? Who will protect that unfortunate girl when I am gone? moaned Mrs. Frederick. As for Valancy, she was wondering if it could really be only a few weeks since she had sat there with them on that veranda. Hating the rubber plant, pestering with teasing questions like black flies, always thinking of appearances, cowed because of Aunt Wellington's teaspoons and Uncle Benjamin's money, poverty-stricken, afraid of everybody, envying Olive, a slave to moth-eaten traditions, Nothing to hope for or expect. And now every day was a gay adventure. Lady Jane flew over the fifteen miles between Deerwood and the port, through the port. The way Barney went past traffic policemen was not holy. The lights were beginning to twinkle out like stars in the clear, lemon-hued twilight air. This was the only time Valancy ever really liked the town, and she was crazy with delight of speeding. Was it possible she'd ever been afraid of a car? She was perfectly happy riding beside Barney. Not that she deluded herself into thinking it had any significance. She knew quite well that Barney had asked her to go on the impulse of the moment, an impulse born of a feeling of pity for her and her starved little dreams. She was looking tired after a wakeful night with a heart attack, followed by a busy day. She had so little fun. He'd give her an outing for once. Besides, Abel was in the kitchen, at the point of drunkenness where he was declaring he did not believe in God, and beginning to sing ribald songs. It was just as well she should be out of the way for a while. Barney knew Roaring Abel's repertoire. They went to the movie. Valancy had never been to a movie. And then, finding a nice hunger upon them, they went and had fried chicken, unbelievably delicious, in the Chinese restaurant. After which they rattled home again, leaving a devastating trail of scandal behind them. Mrs. Frederick gave up going to church altogether, she could not endure her friend's pitying glances and questions. 
but Cousin Stickles went every Sunday. She said they had been given a cross to bear 